and welcome to the British Continental Podcast, brought to you by Continental. Continental have been supporters of the domestic road scene for over 25 years. The go-to tyre brand for elite riders, from the off-camber cobbled corners of the Durham Tour Series to the farm tracks of the Cycle Classic. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of our Tour of Britain Diaries. We have a slimmed down core of dispatches in today's episode from our three regular audio diarists. Ribble Weld Type Pro Cycling DS Colin Sturgis, Andy Turner from Swift Carbon Pro Cycling and Canyon DHB Sun Gods Rory Townsend. Don't be fooled though, while the episode may be lighter in contributors than normal, it packs a punch when it comes to drama. It's an episode not to be missed. More on that later, but let's first get stuck into the stage summary. On the face of it, stage five was a straightforward affair. A break went up the road, it was caught in the closing stages, and it ended in the expected sprint finish. But a crash on the final bend meant that it wasn't a duke out for bonus seconds between race leader Wout van Aert and second place Ethan Hayter that we'd all expected. The day's break once again consisted of five riders, including four from the British domestic teams. These were short-track cross-country mountain bike world champion Christopher Blevins from Trinity Racing, Dan Begum from Ribble Weld Type Pro Cycling, Leon Matzone from St Piran, Nicholas Sukowski from Rally Cycling, and perennial breakaway member Jacob Scott from Canyon DHB Sun God. Incredibly, Scott has somehow mustered the energy to make the break on every single road stage so far. He once again dominated the point scoring in the Skoda King of the Mountains and Iceberg Sprints competitions, and unsurprisingly now has commanding leads in both. Bigham, Blevins and Zukowski, meanwhile, lasted well into the finish town of Warrington and were caught only with 1.8 kilometres of racing remaining. As the bunch hit the final bend, Owindall crashed out on the wet, greasy roads, taking out several other riders in the process, including Rory. Van Aert didn't crash but was caught behind the melee, as were many others, and it meant that only a select few riders fought it out for the win. It was Ineos Grenadiers' Ethan Hayter who sprinted to the victory, ahead of European champion Giacomo Nizzolo from Quebec Nextash, Dan McClay of Arkea Samsic, and 18-year-old American Trinity racing rider Luke Lamperty. The win was Hayter's 7th UCI road win of the season, and the 38th by a British rider this season. All this meant that Hayter retakes the overall race lead from Van Aert, thanks to the 10 bonus seconds he picked up at the line. The sixth stage of the AJ Bell Tour of Britain crosses the Pennines from Carlisle to Gateshead, over 198 kilometres, with the finish alongside Sir Anthony Gormley's world-famous Angel of the North. With three first-category Skoda King of the Mountains climbs at Hartside, Kilhope Cross and Bertree Fell, during the route through Cumbria, County Durham and Northumberland, it could be another day where the overall lead changes hands. An Alaphilippe long-range attack, anyone? With the stage wrap-up done, let's move on to our diaries. I've really admired Colin Sturgis's candidness so far in his dispatches, and he certainly doesn't pull his punches in this one. G'day, this is Colin Sturgis, uh, Ribble Well Type Pro Cycling DS, and this is my Tour of Britain diary podcasty thing um and today is stage five and i am going to keep it short and sweet um we've got a lot on and today has been one of those days yet again uh it started um in less than 
enjoyable circumstances having to uh, send a staff member home, basically fire them. Um, uh, I'm not beat about the bush, but if your performance is subpar and it's causing riders to uh, lose races, then sayonara. It's, uh, it's just not good enough. So that person has gone home to have a long, hard think and a good look at themselves um, and hopefully realise that ultimately... When you're in a tour like this, um, performance counts and uh, it's important that the riders have trust in the staff. So I'll draw a line on that and I'll tell you a little bit more about the day out. Uh, it was 150 odd k's from Alderley Park to Warrington. Decent stage, uh, nothing too savage. A um, couple of Cat 3s, Cat 2 in the middle um, and then good fast run into Warrington where everybody knew it was going to be a bunch of sprint. So, you know, that was all good. Um, we'd planned the same for Matt. We'd been planning this for a while. So, um, yeah, we were pretty happy with uh, the way the day panned out. We got Dan in the move. Uh, and anybody that knows Dan knows that he gives it 100% once he gets in the move. So it was good for the break. They stayed out basically until, well, less than 10 k's to go. Um, when it came down under 30 seconds, I was on the radio saying, listen, mate, you've got to try, just just keep attacking, keep attacking, something will stick. A couple of times it looked like it would, but, you know, you've got to give full credit to the guys in the break. You know, they, they were, you know, they were on it. They dragged him back a couple of times. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately for Dan, it, it, it didn't work out, which then we reverted to... Uh, Plan A, uh, as it is, and, um, you know, that was to ride for Matt. Unfortunately, Matt was caught up in the uh, in the final crash, had the perfect wheel, had the wheel of Mark Cavendish. Uh, I don't think anybody could ask for uh, a better wheel in the final than Mark. And, uh, yeah, just in, in the final chaos of the crash, um, basically Matt just had to, yeah, it, it just all went south. Um, and Matty rolled in 17th or something and... James looked after himself after doing the job uh, and came in 19th. So no time time lost on GC for James. Um, just an absolute crying shame for Matt because, yeah, you can imagine being on Mark Cavendish's wheel even you can't get round the guy. You know, you're dragged to a second place easily. Um, the rest of the guys, yeah, great job. Uh, as I said, Dan in the break. Simon, Griff, you know, absolute troopers just getting the boys position Charles with the big turns um and yeah I, I I'm dead happy with everybody um unfortunately you know yet again we've um we've come up against it we've uh we, we've had some issues today and uh yeah having that staff member uh sent home has, has left us a little bit behind the eight ball but you know this is this is the nature of the beast. This is the nature of um, doing things on a tight budget and as a small team in a very big race. Um, but we move on. We'll set it yesterday. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll crack on. Tomorrow is another day. Uh, it's a pretty bloody hard day, to be honest. It's Carlisle to Gateshead. And, um, yeah, just looking at the uh looking at the stage profile is uh giving me a bit of a dry mouth so um we've got heartside um after approximately oh, 80 k's it's a horrible 
horrible climb. Uh, and then two other K1s, Cat 1s straight after, um, rolls into Prudhoe, a couple of un- unclassified climbs, and then finishes uh, in Gateshead. So, yeah, big day out, big day for GC, I think. Um, Matt's going to relax, just take a day easy, and then, you know, sort of reset for uh, the final two stages. Um, yeah, I think, I'm, you know what, I am going to end it there. Um, there's no beer tonight, unfortunately, but tune in tomorrow. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a beer or two then. Anyway, love yous all. Be good. Hooray. Wow. That was certainly was a revealing dispatch from Colin Sturgis there, and I do hope the team's fortunes change soon. Tour of Britain debutant Andy Turner faces his own set of challenges, as he explains here. Hey, Andy here. Sorry for the uh, late input here. It's been a bit mad getting everything sorted for the next couple of days. Well, just tomorrow, really, taking it day at a time. Uh, today was it was all right for the most part. Tried to get in the break and, um, yeah, didn't get in there straight away. Uh, we missed that one, unfortunately. Um, so we looked at positioning the riders up for the finish. Um yeah, climbs all right. Feeling the fatigue quite a bit and wasn't feeling that good yesterday evening. I was hoping it was just a slightly dodgy cottage pie. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Made it through today. Just uh, coming to the finish, it was started absolutely hammering it down. There were a couple of crashes on the descent from the small, uncategorized climb near the finish. And then I... <laughs> just wasn't in the best position sat up with a few others as we came into about i think it was 10k to go um i think coming into the finish from what i've heard from the riders it was a bit sketchy with some riders coming down on the technical finish in the rain um everyone's all right on the team though and today was just sort of missed opportunities for us overall um but we'll try again over the next three stages still plenty more opportunities to do something Finally, Rory Townsend was also the victim of misfortune today, coming down on the final bend just when he thought he had a shot at victory. Nonetheless, he seems raring to go for tomorrow, a stage that he had pencilled in from the beginning of the race. And apologies in advance for the sound quality here. Rory recorded things slightly differently this evening, and the quality is slightly lacking. Hi, mate. Hi, mate. Um, so... Yeah, the plan today, um, we actually planned for Jake to go up the road um, to really try and um, break the back of the jerseys and such. We felt like it'd be a relatively easy day to get up the road because it was such like an obvious sprint, a sprinting day. So we felt like people wouldn't be as keen for it. Um, so yeah, I tried to manufacture it so that he was in the break with sort of me and uh, Max helping him out to do that. And he swept up all the points on the road, which was great um, for him. Um, and the rest of us were just there, sort of um, chilling out in the bunch um, as much as we could. Although it was actually a sort of more difficult day than it might have appeared on paper. Um, it just felt like the pace was like continuously on um, and the climbs were actually quite hard. So um, I suppose when you when you set yourself up for what, feel, what, what, you, what you expect to be an easier day and then it's quite hard, I suppose, just a bit of a shock to the system. Um, but, yeah, I was feeling pretty good, um, fairly comfortable. 
And then it started getting pretty, uh, it was getting pretty hard when the rain came down. So we made sure we got ourselves into a safe position um, up near the front. And um, Tom Main and Max actually did great. They were doing really good jobs to um, look after us there. Um, and um, a few kilometers out from the finish, um, Boss up there made the call. He said he wasn't feeling it. So um, I've been up the front still with Tom and, and Max and they've been looking after me. And then I just started surfing the world from there, um, trying to get myself in a good position. And I went into the last corner. I just rolled in front of um, Cavendish onto his lead-out man's wheel, um, going into the last corner and was in a really, really good spot. And then, yeah, unfortunately, just with the crash, um, I had, yeah, I was just battling to try and keep the bike upright. So I slipped a couple of times, kept it up, and then um, the quick step guy went down in front of me and I, I went over him and, um, and came down. Um, thankfully, not too bad. Um, but, yeah, it obviously just feels like a bit of a um, missed opportunity. Um to, to have a crack at another stage, but um, yes, not 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 to got away with it um, fairly lightly, and looking forward to um, the big stage tomorrow. I'm, I'm sort of um, one one of my targets before the race, so hoping to go quite well. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then please do leave us a nice review. You can subscribe on all the usual channels and you can follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at British Conti and on Instagram, we are at the British Continental. And please do visit our website for more interviews, journals, previews and news at thebritishcontinental.co.uk.